Thanks to all who continued to listen. Now, Season 3, Episode 6, My Miracle Patient. So, many of you probably have noted when I have talked about me having miracle or miracle patients. And actually, this last week, one of my patients from San Angelo um, dropped by my office and told the front desk, hey, let Dr. Hutchins know that her miracle patient's here. And when they said their name, I knew who it was. And actually, I'd just walked over from the hospital, and I was drinking sweet tea and eating a beef jerky stick. So I guess that shows how, like, I guess country or southern I am. And I actually had the beef jerky stick in my hand. So I just walked out, and I said, sorry, I'm drinking tea and eating beef jerky before my clinic starts. And I gave her a hug, and I was so excited to see her. And I said, you're looking great. How are you doing? And she said, I'm doing great. And to give a little bit of history of her story. So I had moved to San Angelo. And I don't... I think she had actually... Was going to go to another surgeon. But had heard about me. And she actually had a lesion in her spinal cord that had been found after the right side or it could have been left. I don't remember what side. I think it was hindsight. I think it was the left side. I'm trying to remember from visual memory from the surgery. But that being said, that had started developing hemiplegia. So that basically is when it's not working or similar to a stroke. And workup had found this and she had been referred to a neurosurgeon, and I remember looking at the lesion and telling her I just needed to think about what would be the best surgery approach for her, pray about it, and get back to her. And I remember, and I don't remember how I came to the conclusion on what to do. I don't know if it was after sleeping or just, I usually say, what's so funny is, I always say I go with my gut. And my nurses, um, Brittany and Kathy, I've seen it a lot. And I, I think it's God talking to me. And they're firm believers. After being with me for about three years of how God works with me and my patients. And even Kathy and I pray, or Kathy started praying before a difficult part of a case recently. And everything went so smooth with that case. Um, so, yeah, we prayed over the patient during the operating room. And everything went well. And so, but I remember, and actually, I, I told the patient that I had a feeling that I needed to go in and do the biopsy and just get enough tissue to make a diagnosis. Because actually where it was... I could risk her being completely paralyzed where she wasn't able to use her arms or her legs or ever walk again and have to be on a permanent breathing tube. And I said, I could send you elsewhere, but I have this feeling that if I send you elsewhere, they're going to be too aggressive. And I have this feeling all I need is to biopsy, sew you back up, and let's wait 
for what pathology says, and then we'll determine what's the best thing to do. And oddly enough, when I did her surgery, I didn't realize, but I, I, I was coming down, and probably it's because I work so much in San Angelo, I was on call half the year or every other night, pretty much. I came down with pneumonia, and I didn't realize I came down with pneumonia till after her case because I was coughing way too much during her case because I was under the microscope, and I was like, I have to be so meticulous because if I'm off, I'm going to paralyze this lady for the rest of her life. And I remember I had a cough and I was like, I'm coughing way too much. So finally I went to my primary care doctor there and he listened to me. He said, do you have pneumonia? And I was like, what? And so actually I, um, as soon as I started antibiotics and I had this cough that had gotten worse and worse, like it had, it was like two to four weeks. I And finally it was during her case. I was like, I need to get this taken care of um, because I, I realized how bad it was, but that being said, and it cleared up within a day. So that just tells you how sometimes doctors don't take very good care of themselves, but, and it's our patients that make us take care of ourselves. But I remember taking a biopsy and I used the smallest, um, biopsy forceps and I sent it to pathology and the San Angelo pathologists are great. And they said, yeah, we have enough. I, th I think I sent two or three samples. I closed up the spinal cord or uh, sutured it and sort of we have to, it's like a spinal leak. So you want, so I sutured it to make sure that it closed really efficiently and then closed the rest of uh, the post, the back of her neck. So I was really at the base of her skull. Um, and once I did that, um, and I had actually had to drill bone. I, I've skipped that part. It's been so many years. I had to drill bone to get to the dura, to open the dura, to do the biopsy. Then close the dura. And then close, and then sort of put a seal over the closure. And we, as we, like it's surgical glue, I use a, usually, uh, I usually call it blue glue. That's my name for it, blue glue. And, um. And then I closed the incision. And God really spoke to me because the cancer came back. It was actually a very low-grade lymphoma. So it was a lymphoma that would respond very well to treatment. And she underwent treatment. She went from not moving that side of her body to moving it back to normal. And she told me she's not had any recurrence and she is back to normal and it was because I told her let me think about it pray about it and see what's the best thing for you to do and I you know I even remember thinking I should send her somewhere else and my gut told me no no Leslie if you send her somewhere else they'll be too aggressive and all she needs is a biopsy and that's all she needed and she needed a biopsy, and then the, her lymphoma. I don't think she had to have chemo. I think it was just focused radiation to that area, and it melted away, and she's been cancer-free. That was at least eight years, seven, eight years, and she was able to regain strength back in her her um, arm and leg, and she didn't end up quadriplegic on a ventilator for the rest of her life either. And so I think... 
and seeing her this week showed me about my miracle patients and I know a lot of people I don't I'm not trying to push my faith on anybody but there's a lot of people that think medicine's medicine and medicine is medicine but medicine's an art and sometimes the artist has to be inspired and I really feel like my inspiration comes from God and when I feel like I need it and there's times where I, he tells me, hey, this is, you need to send it to this person or you need to send it to this person. And um, like I, I, had a, I had another patient that for Christmas had a, had a brain tumor, a very rare type of brain tumor. And actually have, I have contacts, like I said, neurosurgery is very close close-knit and I was going to send them up to Dallas but I could not get them transferred because there wasn't a bed and I just didn't have a good feeling I had a feeling like you don't you do not need to send this patient to Dallas you do not need to send this patient to Dallas and I even and I came back because my mom and dad helped me when I'm on call um with my daughter and they were here and I said mom and dad I have a patient with a tumor that needs to go to like a school base specialist and I'm just not getting good feelings about them going to Dallas. And pray that the door opens where they need to go easily. So I said, next day, I said, let's try Lubbock. But they tried Lubbock. And supposedly Lubbock didn't have a bed. So I messaged the, the neurosurgeon I knew in Lubbock, that's a cool base. And she got back to me and she said, yes, I'll take them called the transfer center and got her, got him transfer or got him a bed within five minutes. And I said, it was way too easy for that to happen if it was not a God thing. And I reached out to her after the surgery and she said the patient did well. So I, I feel like God gives me directions. And sometimes when I don't feel easy about it, I try to trust my gut. And it's like an art of what to do, but there's my miracle patient who came and I told her, she gave me an ivy uh, plant when I left San Angelo. And I said that plant lived for about three years, but ended up dying and I felt bad when I had to throw it away. But, and I, you know, it's, I told her I appreciated it. I said, you're gonna have to get me another ivy soon. But actually, actually I, have a, I have a couple of, actually I have three ivies right now. Um, and actually, well, I have an aloe vera plant that's like, that's growing, that's beautiful in my kitchen. And oddly enough, I have an orchid plant that we had had, the orchid flowers have died, and then it's the first orchid I've had rebloom. Um, and it's beautiful right now. It's beautiful, more beautiful than it was when, when I initially got it. So I love plants. So sorry for rambling. But it's just to show you that I think there's doctors that pray with patients. But there's also doctors that ask, that actually pray for their patient, not in front of their patient. So I think this is an example of prayers 
be it answered, and the best outcome occurring. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed.